Every believer has the capacity to live as Jesus lived. Live victoriously over sin, sickness, death, poverty, and every evil works of the enemy. You can transform not just your own life, but the lives of people around you. The more you expose yourself to the words of God, the more you see it flow through you. In this message, Pastor Philip teaches on how you can respond to God's unconditional love for you. Live your life in the reality of His power and be all His Word says you can be. Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1. Have you the thing wait? Keep me you. Hope I'm not late. Keep me you. Keep me you. Lord, keep me you. Lord, keep me you. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Help me do more. What does it say? Mark 1, 35. Mark chapter and, 1. Just, and, all right, continue. And in the morning, rising the, up. A great while before day. Stay. 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 Continue. He went out All right. and departed into a solitary place. Yes. And there prayed. There prayed. Jesus rising up before dawn. Bible says he went out and he prayed. Pick out the notes. Write in your notes. Say hi. Write it. Hi. Are you with your notes? So put your name after I. We build my prayer life this month. I mention the name. We build my prayer life this month. Say hi. I'm diligent to pray this month. I am diligent to pray this month. I'm building my prayer life this month, taking conscious steps, conscious effort to building my prayer life. Then you see, I am diligent to pray this month. The third line he says, There is no laziness in my spirit. There is no laziness in my spirit. There is no indolence in my spirit. I'm diligent to pray this month. Prayer is the most important task of a believer. Of course, there are many important things that a believer ought to do, but the most important task of a believer is his prayer life. Help me with the sound, or give me the other mic. The most important task of every believer is his prayer life. The true test of the spirituality of a believer is the test of his secret place. The true test, the true measure of a believer's spirituality is not how often he attends church service. It's not how hard he works as a worker in church. It's how powerful his prayer closet is. That's a true measure of a believer's spirituality. Or could you please help me with the sound? The prayer closet gives no room for show off. It's not a place for display. You can't display gifts in your prayer room. There's nobody to display to. It's not a place of show off. It's not a place 
of flamboyance is a place of sacrifice the prayer room is a place of exchange your life is given for the life of god your will is given for the will of god that's why the prayer place is of all places the most unattractive but yet the prayer place must be the place of true test of a believer if you want to know how strong a believer is don't look at his voice don't look at how often he goes to church don't look at how big his bible is look at how strong his prayer closet is that's a true measure of a child of god in matthew 21 verse 13 jesus christ says my house shall be called a house of prayer but you have made it a den of thieves my house shall be made or called the house of prayer but you made it a den of thieves then he was talking about the temple you are today that temple your body is the temple of the holy ghost so you are the house of prayer but he says because you are not continually praying it became a den of thieves when you allow prayer to go out of your life your body becomes the den for satan and his demons to find free expression satan is the thief the moment you allow prayer to go out of your life as a believer, you give room for Satan. You give room for secret sins. You give room for laziness, spiritual slumberness. You give room for sluggardness. You give room for anything at all. It becomes a den of thieves. It says, my house should be the house of prayer. But you have made it a den of thieves. First Thessalonians 5, verse 17. First Thessalonians 5, 17. The King James says, do not cease to pray. First Thessalonians 5 17. What does it say? Help me do more. First Thessalonians 5 17. Pray without ceasing. Pray without stopping. Pray continually. NLT says, Don't stop praying. Never stop praying. NLT. Never stop praying. CEV, contemporary English version says, And never stop praying. Don't stop praying. Pray in the morning. Pray in the noontime. Praying in the midnight. Pray every time. Do not stop praying. I love the way good news says it. It says, pray at all times. Tell me, say, neighbor. The Bible says, you should pray at all times. When it says pray at all times, say it. It means pray at all times. Pray in the morning. Pray in the noon. Pray in the night. Pray everywhere. Pray at all times. Don't stop praying. Good news. The Passion's translation says, make your life a prayer. Passions, give it to me. Make your life, every breath that you breathe is a prayer. Every breath that you breathe is a prayer. You know, I'm very close to my mentor and I see him pray. I see him pray. You stand like this while he stands his feet. My wife has been there with us many times. His leg is shaking. It's perpetually shaking. If anybody knows about the Buga Toby must have noticed. He's shaking. Pray at all times. Pray in the morning. Pray in the noon. Just make your life a prayer. So when the Bible says in Leviticus chapter 6 verse 12 that the fire must never go out on the altar. This is what he was talking about. That you should pray every time. You are the temple. Your spirit is the altar. The fire of God is that prayer that you pray. That prayer must always keep burning. Every day. He says the priest must put a fresh wood. Every morning put a fresh wood. Yes, this prayer is not enough. Last year's prayer is not enough. You cannot bank prayers like that. God wants you to come before him every day. Some say every day. Every day. Yeah, you cannot store up a relationship of God. Your relationship with God is a consumable good. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good that can perish. 
You can't store it up. That's why they were not able to store up manna. When they stored up manna, by the next morning it was what? It was stink. Because you cannot store up your relationship with God. You cannot work with God enough for one year to work with Satan for the next year. You get my point? You can't. You have to work with him every day. Constant. The fire must keep burning. Our generation must be taught this. Your fire must keep burning. We have a generation that's forgotten to pray. The prayer meetings are the least attended. And the ones that are most attended are praying wrongly. The most attended prayer meetings, wrong prayers. How did Jesus pray? What was the secret behind Jesus' prayer life? I wrote eight P's. Eight P's. P. One, P, two, P, three, P, four, eight. I have 20 minutes. So I will start and finish. No, I don't have the 20 minutes. Timer. My time should be lower than that. Somebody in, the, in that place lost the word of God. It's increasing the time for me. Yeah, but I promise myself I'll keep the time today. So men and women think I can't do it. I'll show them today that the spirit of a prophet. Mm. The prayer life of Jesus was different. The Bible says he woke up long before dawn and went to pray. Why does God pray? Jesus is God. Why did God have to pray? I mean, who was he praying for? But Jesus Christ said, my wife said, Luke chapter 18, verse 1 says, men ought to pray. When God became men, men must pray. Men always ought to pray and not to faint. We must teach a generation that your strongest posture is that posture on your knees. McDowell says, on my knees, I see clearly. I see Father on my knees. Prayer, long lost art of intercession, we must regain it in the generation. Trust me, God cannot do for you more than you're willing to pray. Are you happy? Pray. Are you sad? Pray. Are you depressed? Pray. Whatever it is, prayer becomes the key. It's the most important task. And if you're going to trust, test your own spirituality this morning, within yourself, judge yourself. Your prayer life is the true test of your spirituality. How is your prayer life? Do you have a prayer life? Is your prayer life dying? Is your prayer life dead? Secret sins will find their place very easily in your life when your prayer life is dying. Very easily. How did Jesus Christ pray? Number one, first P is person. Jesus related to God as a person. I have eight Ps this morning. I'm going to stop where my time stops. Right? Jesus related with God as a person. You must understand that God is a person. If you don't have a relationship with God, then you can't have a strong prayer life. The prayer life must emit from your work with God. If you don't have a work with God, you can't have a prayer life. And a lot of people don't even have a work with God. They are a Sunday, Sunday believer. From Monday to Saturday, God has to find somewhere to stay. But on Sunday morning, we're out there gyrating, calling out his name. And he's wondering, do I ever even know your name or know you? You don't even show up. God wants to steer your heart. Prayer this season. You must understand that God is a person. Is that Pastor Kyle there? I'm looking at there. Let me celebrate the man of God, please. Please come forward. 
Protocol, please. Let's celebrate the last week. Thank you, sir. It's an honor to have you in the house this morning. You didn't tell me you were coming. Thank you. Please. Let him see that. Okay. Thank you. What a blessing. Thank you, sir. God is a person. Jesus, who called God his father, spoke to him like that. It wasn't just, an, just a duty, it was a relationship. It wasn't a walk, it was a relationship. When I say pray, Jesus knew he was talking to somebody. Some people are praying, they don't even know that they're talking to somebody. The way you are talking fast, it even shows that you don't know you're talking to somebody. The purpose of prayer is not prayer, the purpose of prayer is to build a relationship with God. You don't pray just to be known to be praying. You don't pray just to be seen to be praying. You pray to build a strong relationship with God. You don't pray by house. There is no pride in prayer. It's nothing to boast of. It's nothing to be proud of. You know, I prayed one day five hours in my house, in my former church. And after praying for five hours, Ah, my shoulder went up like this. When I got to church that evening, I did like this. I said, if only these people know that I have been in the presence of the Lord for the past five hours. So anybody talks to me, hmm, no wonder. You don't know if you had known that I have been in the presence of the Lord for the past five hours. You talk to me differently. I'm a man of his presence. I've spent five hours God said, "Hush, hush. A thousand years is like a day before me. How many hours is that you pray again? How many seconds is that? How many milliseconds was that? The purpose of prayer is to build a relationship. The purpose of prayer is not to receive blessings. The core purpose of prayer is not to receive from God, as in to receive things. Is to know God." Adam and Eve prayed. What was the content of their prayer lives when there were no demons to cast out? There were no need. They didn't have financial needs. They didn't have a commission problem. They didn't have problems. They didn't have in-laws. They didn't have needs. They didn't have school fees to pay. What was the content of the prayer life of Adam and Eve? Whatever Adam was telling God in those days is the real reason for prayer. You have beauty. Generation says, give me, 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 give me. All you pray about, give me. If every time I walk up to my wife is to tell her to give me something, that won't be a relationship. Oh, it is a relationship, but it's a parasitic relationship. The core purpose of prayer is not to get, is not to collect, is not to ask, is to know. Prayer is spending time talking with God. When you spend time with him, you become more and more like him. We don't ask for, you know, because of the Nigerian factor, and that's why we have a lot of people who leave Nigeria and become atheists when they travel abroad. Why do they become atheists? Why do they say God doesn't exist? Because all that we pray for here, their government answered it there. They don't cover their roads with the blood of Jesus. The government did a better road. The blood that was shed for the sins of the world, we turn it to Kota our roads with it. We prove our transformers. And ask the devil to take his hands off our transformers. 
We pray rubbish prayers. I was driving home one day and I said, unconsciously, God, let there be light. God said, since when? Genesis chapter 1. Verse 1. I was done with this light business. You are the ones that were in darkness. You know, just so good. You know, just let there be light. God. Eh? God said, when? Since when? Genesis, that was the first thing I said. I dealt with this light issue since Genesis. You are the ones that know why you are still in darkness. So when you go to a country where the medical facility is better, academics, education is better, Asu is on strike. People are praying that Asu should resume. Why would you be praying? God did not make any provision for Asu in the Bible. There is no Asu. There is no... Listen to me. There is no provision for Asu. You can't be praying. God, let Asu resume. Asu, Asu, we know what Asu wants. We have a bad government. We have people that don't care about education. It is not devil. It is the people. That is not the devil. God doesn't deal with it. The reason for prayer is to know God. Pray for us to tourism. My friend traveled abroad. His wife was to give back. He was praying along the The doctor says, excuse me, sir. Sorry, we have 99.9% success rate in this place. We don't need all this. We don't pray. Calm down. Your, your daughter will be fine. Your wife will be fine. Don't pray. The core purpose of prayer is to know God. That's why that song is powerful. I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit at your feet. I'm not here for blessings. Jesus, you don't owe me anything. I just want you. I want to know you more. Paul that I might know him more and more. Jesus related to God as a person. When your prayer life becomes that personal with God, it becomes strong. He talks to you like a man talks to his friend. You talk to him, he listens. Then he talks back. Then you listen. Then both of you talk. And you see how Abraham talked with God. God said Abraham was his friend. It was not Abraham that said God said that. God, it was not Abraham that said God is my friend. God was one that said Abraham. God is one fancy Abraham. He said, How will I do such a thing in Sodom and not tell my friend Abraham? It was not about needs. It was not about money. It was about relationship. It's a covenant relationship. God wasn't going to do anything without telling Abraham. That's how God wants to deal with you. God speaks. One of my most amazing revelations about our church, please God. I was coming from a restaurant. I was going back home. And I was walking. And I asked the Lord. I said, Lord, how can a human being please you? I said, God, I'm flesh. You are not flesh. This is for you. I'm a flesh. How can I please you? God says, you must live your life like a tree. I said, like a tree? I said, he said, yes. I said, I should live my life like a tree. He said, yes. I said, how do I live my life like a tree? So I'll tell you five things. How to live your life like a tree. I said, speak on Lord. And I was walking. And I was walking. And I walked for over an hour. And I walked past my house. Because I didn't want to go into my house and get distracted. And the Lord was speaking to me. He said, son, the first thing was not about a tree. Is that no matter how tall a tree grows, it never leaves the ground. No matter how high I lift you, you must never become proud. Your humility must be intact. Your, your connection to the ground must be intact. Number two, he says, a tree grows deeper as it grows higher. So the, the, the cultures, the things that brought you to where you are today, you must deepen them as you get higher. 
if you prayed before you must pray more so the roots of the tree goes down and down and down as so you must never allow your height take away your depths I said, yes, Lord. He said, a tree grows in the direction of sunlight. Photosystems. I said, what does that mean? He said, you must grow in my direction. The higher you grow, the closer you are to me. Don't grow away from God. You didn't get that. Some people's growth is what took them away from God. Some people's prosperity is what took them away from God. Some people's promotion is what took them away from God. God says, grow towards me. Then he went on and on and on. I said, I'm going to end this. I'm going to end the fifth one. It's my personal revelation. Amen. You too go and spend time with God. And let him tell you. Yeah, you have your own Holy Spirit too now, don't you? Everyone should use their Holy Spirit. I cannot be using my own for you. Use your own. Tell him as a neighbor. You have some Holy Spirit? Then use it. It says to me, it says, no tree eats its own fruits. No tree. No tree eats its own fruit. It's every blessing, every anointing, every unction, everything I placed on your life, I didn't place it for your personal benefit. I placed it there for my people. So never become so arrogant that you begin to take, you begin to turn your anointing to a merchandise, exchanging it for money. I'll stop there. But it came by the work of God. Look, I should tell you the fifth one. Oh yeah, the fifth one is that every tree, no matter its location, will keep bearing fruits. The tree in the forest will bear fruits. The tree in the city will bear fruits. The tree anywhere. No tree removes itself from where it is planted and goes to greener pastures. No tree is uprooted from Nigeria and goes to plant itself in Canada by itself. Say, ah, please, please, I'm not doing it again. Every tree stays where it is planted. If you say, come, there's no water there. We have water here in Canada. He said, but my master planted me in Nigeria. Say, come out there. You are going to die there. I would rather die at my stand. If you uproot me and plant me elsewhere, I would go. Anywhere it takes me, I would go. Every tree stays where it is planted. He told me. He said, if you live your life like that, you will displease me. I walk past my house. That's prayer. Is that not prayer? That's prayer. Moses will spend 40 days before God in the mountain. And we'll talk for only one chapter. There's nothing you want to tell God that he doesn't know. There's a huge load of what he wants to tell you. You don't even have an inkling of talking too much. You should be listening more. Prayer. Spend time with God. I'll emphasize that more on Tuesday. Number two. Prayer was his priority. Prayer was his priority. It was first place in his life. I said he woke up long before dawn to pray. Jesus woke up long before dawn to pray. Jesus woke up long before dawn to pray. Prayer before anything else. Some say, Pastor, you know, I work five jobs, I work three jobs. I understand your peculiarity. Because when we were on campus, when we were on campus, we had more prayer time. Praise the Lord. Oh, I love campus days. I can't wait, you know, to go back to my campus to just go visit. You know, campus in those days, we could pray. Jedediah, I had friends. We do competition. So you pray 10 hours, I pray 15 hours. Bible says provoke one another unto good works. We don't provoke ourselves unto fine shoe. Yeah, tie your shoe. Where you get them? Make a go buy my own. No, that was not about that was not about competition. Our future was how long do you stay before God? So we we'll compete like that. 
That was a serious one. Although it was not proper, but it helped us. Amen? It helped us. I mean, the first time I got to pray long, longest in my life, I went to pray in the basketball pitch. And I was done with my prayer. But there was a lady there where I was praying. Oh, God, when I get to heaven, I'll ask God for that lady. I'll ask God to show me that lady. I need to see that lady. She was praying. I'm baptizing you with the fresh garments of prayer, says the Lord. She was praying and praying and praying. And I was done with my prayer. I prayed. And I was done. I mean, I prayed for Nigeria, I prayed for Africa, prayed for West Africa, prayed for Australia, prayed for Canada, prayed for our president. And I was done. All oh, the prayer I was done in 15 minutes. <laughs> the time is slower when you're praying. You know what I mean? I prayed all. I prayed for the entire universe. I prayed for the Sahara. I prayed for the forest. I prayed everywhere. And I was done in 15 minutes. But this lady was just changing gear. Father, I praise you, my king, my master, my husband, my owner, my lover. How many minutes do you need to tell God your needs? It can be done in 15 minutes. To know God, you spend longer time. I was about to walk out of that pitch. I said, what? I met you here. I'm not going to leave you here. I went back. One hour she didn't go. Two hours she didn't go. Ah, I almost went to tap her sister. Won't you start going? She didn't stop. Three hours we were there. Before I knew it, I hit the gusher. I started busting out of tongues. It was no longer a competition. I began to enjoy it. I said, you are my God. You are my King. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. What be started as a routine became a sweet relationship. That's how we competed. Provoke each other. But you say, Pastor, I'm not working as a doctor. I don't have that kind of time anymore. So you see, priority is not about time, it's about the heart. You know what's important to you. You always create time for what's important to you. Mm. As busy as you are, you eat. Mm. As busy as you are, you go to the toilet. Mm. Why did you say, I'm so busy, Pastor? I can't even go and eat myself. We always create time for what's important. If you have time for that relationship, it's important that you create time for it. I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. You don't have time for it. You don't like that relationship. It's not important to you. Jesus' prayer life was his priority. It was so important to him that the disciples went to him and says, Master, teach us to pray. Luke 11, they says, teach us to pray. 
teach us to pray they said Richard there were many things that Jesus is several things that he was I mean they saw him raise the dead they saw him preach to thousands they saw him multiply bread they saw him heal the sick they saw him reach out to several thousands of people and the disciples said master teach us to pray because you see they observed that everything that Jesus is came from his prayer place that if they could pray as much as he does they would preach as much as he does if they could pray as much as he does they would heal as many sick as he does if they could pray as much as he does they would raise the dead like he does there was nothing that he was that didn't come out of his prayer place and every believer must understand that that's your strongest room my friend, Pastor Coyote, Choke is my very good friend. We're talking about Apostle Sema three days ago. And you know, I, I got someone to meet Apostle Sema. And I've met him only once in my life. I wish I could meet him more, but I met him only once. So we got to talk, start talking about Apostle Sema. And you know, Sema loves about Apostle Sema. He was excited, Pastor. You really want Apostle Sema to come to yourself? He said, I can make it work for you. I can, I can make, I can talk, I can do He was talking about it. He was talking, he talked for almost an hour. The person says, I was there, I was there, they would travel about together. He does this, I was there, I said, wow, wow. But you see, I was interested in one thing. I said, how does he pray? How does he pray? He said, Kai, I was to say, man, He said, you barely enter his room and he's not in the spirit. You see, why was I eager for his prayer life? I know everything that is comes from that place. And I give you my lesson notes, give you my sermon notes, until you have found my tracks in my secret place, you have found nothing. I will give you the same sermon, it will have no power. Elisha gave his rod to Gehazi. Go wake up the boy. He said, he waketh not. He waketh not. Until you are fast, how is this prayer life? I know that's where the power is. Forget the glamour. Forget all those razzmatazz. That room, that rugged room is where the power. You see, all oh, this life you are seeing, all these things you are seeing, it's come from one dirty, oil stinking room there. They call it generator house. It's not attractive. You don't like to sit down there. But you cannot sit down here if that day is not there. That's where your power is. Bow down your heads and say, Lord, this month, clothe me with the spirit of prayer. Clothe me, Lord. Clothe me, Lord. Clothe me, Lord. Clothe me, Lord. Clothe me with the spirit of prayer. Help me grow strong in my prayer place. Somebody praying. Is somebody praying? I'm going to give you two minutes to pray. Just two minutes to pray. Just two minutes to pray. Two minutes to pray. Just two minutes to pray. Say, Say, Lord, clothe me with the spirit of prayer. This month, this month, I receive from you 
I receive from you the spirit of prayer. Amen. I come against slumberness. I come against laziness. I come against procrastination. I come against everything that steals my time, steals my might. I come against sin in my heart. Help me pray more. Wake me up. I'm falling asleep. Membo manga mangla rake. Help me be a prayer. Every prayer mantle lost. Every prayer anointing lost. Every prayer fire lost. I'm getting my mantle back. I'm getting my anointing back. I'm getting my grace back. Everything the devil stole from me, I'm getting it back. I get that unction back. Where's my prayer mantle? I receive back everything God gave to me that I lost to prayerlessness, that I lost to sleeping too much. Lord, I get my anointing back. Shakabato Shiataya. Eka Mamba Mamba. Clothe me with prayer fire. Clothe me with prayer fire. Pray, pray, pray. This month, this month, I build capacity in my prayer place. This month, I have my mantle back. Lord, I have my mantle back. The anointing the devil stole, the grace the devil stole, I receive my prayer room, my prayer place. Somebody pray one more minute. One more minute. Thank you for listening to this message. Meditate on these words and watch how it will transform your life. For inquiries, please call 0909-672-9827 or 0807-548-5997. You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram at SLChurchNG. You can reach us on our Facebook. That's Supernatural Life Church.